First Chronicles, starting in chapter 5. This chapter starts, uh, it's going to give us the genealogy of Reuben, but starts with the fact that uh, Judah ends up becoming the strong leader of the tribes. And remember, this is going to be written from the perspective of Judah. But that Joseph had the birthright because of Reuben's uh, sin against his father. And then it just gets into the the different generations of Reuben. It seems to start listing the uh, genealogy of Gad, starting in verse 11. Oh, it's strange, my uh, version of NASB here doesn't uh, give a heading for that. And then it lists the heads of the father's households for the half-tribe of Manasseh. These were all the people on the east side of the Jordan River in Gilead. And it talks about how they conquered uh, the Hagrites over there. But then in the end of the chapter, it talks about how they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And uh, eventually judgment came through the king of Assyria. And then we move to chapter 6. This chapter is the uh, the Levites. And the, the author seems to go into a lot more detail. Uh, I think because it was important that the, a Levite established that he was a Levite in order to serve in the house of the Lord. And... Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of confusion around this when um, after the exile and then returning to the land. So it goes through and it talks about Aaron's family first, the priests. And then it talks about the general Levites and what the duties of those families were in the house of God. And then it finishes the chapter by laying out which tribes each of the families of the Levites were assigned cities in. Um, to be spread out throughout Israel. And then we move on to chapter 7. And then it starts going through much more rapidly the sons of Issachar, the sons of Benjamin, sons of Natali get one whole verse. <laughs> Not very much. Uh, sons of Manasseh and Ephraim. And then finally Asher. And there's there's a few little stories buried in here. It's mostly just lists of names. But these were important to the people to connect them to their past because they had been uprooted and taken into bondage basically in uh, Babylon and then Persia and uh, they you know they were kind of um, a people the an unstable people you know and um, so the author here as they're resettling the land and maybe even to people who weren't in the land yet to to inspire them to come to the land by establishing God established this people and here's all the family groups and so they would be able to because they were only in in captivity for 70 years so through word of mouth they would have a pretty clear understanding of where they fit into all this uh, as far as the close generation and then they could follow that line all the way up to Israel to the 12 tribes and see where they fit into it. So these lists were very important to those people at that time to know that they were a people of God because then that connects them to Abraham, that connects them to Moses, that connects them to uh, Noah, to Adam. I mean, it, it, these lists helped a people that had been thoroughly humiliated and, and thrown into a different part of the world be connected to the promises of God that had been given to their forefathers. Chapter 8 starts with the genealogy of Benjamin, which is interesting because the last chapter covered it uh, 
a little bit, but I guess because Saul is going to be mentioned here, they're going to go into a lot more detail into Benjamin again in this chapter. And it does specifically mention the, the family line of King Saul. And um, I think that's it for today. Uh, God bless you.